Good evening and welcome to New Ostrog, the Canadian Orthodox Monastery of All Saints of North America. And we're continuing our discussion about an Orthodox approach to reading the Holy Scripture. Now, the thing we want to emphasize is that we're not giving a complete discussion of the Scripture here, but as an introduction to Orthodox Christianity, the way the Holy Scripture should be approached. And we've covered several subjects already, and uh, I want to mention, because some of you have asked about reading the book of Revelation, and the Apocalypse, or the book of Revelation, uh, is a book that has to be approached with rather great caution. As some early church writers had mentioned, the symbolism in the book of Revelation could likely be only understood by people who lived in that era at that time. I do recall that on Mount Athos, one of the frescoes in the Trapeza, I believe at Dionysio Monastery, shows uh, a scene from the book of Revelation as the iconographer understood it, and it's really very prophetic because it clearly portrays a nuclear war. And uh, the, the, the scorpions with flames shooting from their tails and from their mouths and things were, of course, inexplicable before we had things like you know, jet aircraft and, and intercontinental ballistic missiles and that sort of thing. Um, they do resemble missiles, actually. And uh, so there's been so much speculation about the book of Revelation. People have come up with all kinds of notions and ideas about interpreting it, but really the interpretation should be left a little alone. One thing I would like to suggest is that the book of Revelation can be most clearly understood through and in terms of the Orthodox Christian Divine Liturgy. If one were to burn all the Bibles on the face of the earth, one could reconstruct the entire Bible from the Orthodox Christian Divine Services because they're so full of direct scriptural references and scriptural expositions and the readings are done so thoroughly and so often that really the Orthodox Christian divine cycle of divine services is a compendium of the whole scripture. So we do not come to the scripture only if we sit down at home and read it. We come into full contact with the Holy Bible constantly in our Orthodox Christian divine services. Of course, the first and second antiphons and the divine liturgy are simply uh, taken directly from the Psalter, from the Psalms the 103rd and 148th Psalm, and the last of the three antiphons in the Divine Liturgy is a New Testament Psalm, that is the Beatitudes, which are chanted in full, with often with little verses in between, uh, giving a, a, an explanation about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So the whole of Orthodox Christian Divine Services is deeply focused on the Holy Scripture. And this is a major part of our, uh, of our introduction and of our understanding of the Divine Scripture. For example, in the Feast of the Meeting of Christ in the Temple, we have a discussion of all those Old Testament prophecies and revelations of God. And we're taught in that service that all the theophanies, that is, all the appearances of God in the Old Testament, 
where God the Word, who is incarnate in our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, where God the Father has never appeared to any man at any time, and no one has seen God the Father, nor has anyone seen the Holy, the essence of the Holy Trinity. But man did see in prophecy and for image and in actual appearances in the Old Testament, God the Word, Yahweh or Jehovah, is Jesus Christ in the Old Testament, the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. And this is made so absolutely clear in those verses when we read the Old Testament prophecies about the incarnation of God in Jesus Christ. In the uh, Vespers and Matin service for the presentation or the meeting of Christ in the temple, we see the ancient prophet holds in his arms today he who was the ancient of days. And uh, we see that Jesus Christ is the Lord of hosts who appeared to Isaiah and Ezekiel. And that Jesus Christ is the angel of great counsel who appeared in the fiery furnace with the three holy youths. And he was one of the three uh, men who appeared to Abraham and Sarah at the Oak of Mamre. Some people erroneously assert that it was the whole Holy Trinity that appeared at the Oak of Mamre, but of course, as the scripture says, two angels who had appeared with Jesus Christ, with God the Word, at the Oak of Mamre, then went on to Sodom and Gomorrah. So they're identified very clearly as two angels who accompanied God the Word. So we have so much of our contact with the scripture and our understanding of the scripture which comes to us from the divine services of the church. And this is also a part of the way we read and understand the scripture without going into error about it. Uh, this is very important for us, and we need to remember this at all times, that the no verse of scripture is for any private interpretation, as the scripture itself tells us, but for the interpretation by the church itself. And the church gives us, first and foremost, interpretation of scripture through the cycle of divine services. So those of you who wonder why we have the Vespers and Matin services, especially on the feast days, it is because it is there that we come to the true understanding and knowledge of the Holy Scripture itself. Now we've been asked to discuss also the reading of the Old Testament Scripture, and that also presents some interesting challenges because we live in what we Christians consider the New Testament era. I prefer to say the reading of the Hebrew scripture, and one needs to refer to the Hebrew as well as the Septuagint at times, because uh, it gives us a, a little more fullness of, of an understanding. And the Old Testament, very difficult to translate into another language, because of the metaphor and the imagery through which the truth is conveyed. God revealed himself through metaphor and imagery and types and symbols precisely in order to avoid the idolatry that comes from trying to identify God in really concrete terms or trying to analyze his personality as so many people often do. They will tell that God wants, God thinks, uh, this is what God desires, and generally not having a clue, because no one knows the mind of God. And uh, those who pretend that they do haven't begun 
to understand the scripture either. But the symbolism, the types and images, and the metaphor in the scripture are part of the revelation. So when people translate out the metaphor and the imagery and the, the symbolism, they also translate out the meaning and the actual revelation and replace it with a personal interpretation. This happens in the divine services also. We have a lot of people in North America who cannot tolerate the beauty and poetry of the divine services. Now, it's one thing to